0: Do not adjust your tracking. You are now listening to the VH Saturday podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of VHS Saturday, the show where we discuss these strange and unusual odd and obscure VHS tapes that we obtain through thrift, gift, and grift. My name is Henry. And I'm Allison. And this week, we are looking at a movie that we found a screener copy of.
1: Yeah, this is called magic bubble at least the copy that we have is called the magic bubble we found this at a thrift store that had a whole bunch of screener tapes yeah, a bunch and of screens, we yeah. picked up a couple but not all
0: of them yeah all the ones that had really cool looking uh shells because some of them were like green with like black and some had black cases but they had green spools on the insides i thought it looked neat so I i bought them
1: screener tapes they look really awesome but this one i remember seeing it and grabbing it because first of all whenever i see publicity screener immediately i'm like okay this could be something and then i see that there's no like big studio behind it there's no big distributor behind it and I've never heard of any of the actors or actresses. And the story looks really dumb. So I was like, perfect. We were going to talk about, initially, a little film called Invisible Mom.
0: Yeah, we couldn't make it through that. No. That was a terrible film. We were 20-something minutes in, and the mom was not invisible yet. They had just got to the dog being invisible, and the, the premise of everything just was not working for us.
1: So there's kind of this what I like to call Invisible Family film there's, franchise. There's the,
0: yeah, there's the Invisible Family uh, shared universe. Cinematic Same. shared universe. <laughs>
1: so there's, I think the original was Invisible Dad.
0: Yes, which we did watch. We haven't covered it on the show. We will cover it at one point.
1: Yeah, we didn't watch that for the podcast. We just watched it because we actually got it on DVD. Yes. We found it on DVD in a two-pack that it was like, Invisible Dad and uh my magic Remember, dog.
0: <laughs> it was like three dollars a half price books. It was like this looks terrible. Yeah,
1: so we just like popped it in and you know, it was like, okay, the Invisible Dad gimmick, it's fine for a little bit, but then it wears off. It's like it's not supposed to be a feature-length right. film. It but
0: just you evolves. know, it, it worked enough that we we made it to the end of the movie. We did. We made it to the end. There's enough things happening. But that's because they got invisible fast.
1: Yeah, it got to the point really quick. So all of these invisible <laughs> movies There's are invisible done by mo- the same guy. Same guy.
0: The invisible dad, visible mom, visible mom two. The I wonder if that's a son. Invisible son. Invisible, invisible dog. Yeah. Is <laughs> invisible daughter?
1: There's a lot. I, I honestly can't even keep
0: track. I, I want to know: is Invisible Mom Two a sequel to Invisible Mom? Yes. Or is it like? No, like, is it, like, an actual sequel, or is it another Invisible Mom story? Oh, I
1: don't know.
0: Like, is it... They they want to do another Invisible Mom story, and they're like, well, well, we get to call it Invisible Mom, too, even though they're not related.
1: The thing that's weird is that you have, like I said, Invisible Dad, Invisible Mom, Invisible Son, Invisible Dog. But, like, Invisible Mom is the only one that got a sequel, or at least...
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, is it an actual sequel or they make another story about an invisible mom?
1: So you would think that, you know, usually the most successful one gets the sequel. So it's like, what is it about invisible mom that hits so different? But like, we couldn't even make it to the part where the mom gets invisible. It, it was bad.
0: Yeah. Even invisible dad held our attention for a little. Yeah. It was cheesy enough that like, you know. We were like giggling about shit, like, yeah. and that one actually had like decent reviews, but other people saying it's a fine family film. Like, yeah, it, like people were like, "I don't get it, but my kids enjoy it, so it's fine." Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but this was boring as fuck. Yeah.
1: So we were watching it, like, okay, our Mother's Day episode. Let's talk about a movie with a mom, and we kind of like started doing other stuff, and I just looked at Henry and I was like. This is fucking boring. Like, let's not force, let's not torture ourselves. We don't need to sit through this crap. Let's see, what else do we have? And I instantly remembered, oh my God, the magic bubble. We just picked that up on like our last haul. This is a recent addition to our collection. And I completely forgot about it until that moment. I was like, wait a second. This is a story about a mom. Yeah. It's a mom-centric film, but... I don't know. Let's just read the back of the box so everyone can get an idea of what they're in for.
0: Julia Cole's life has become dull and safe, just one compromise after another. On her 40th birthday, she becomes terribly depressed, wishing she didn't know her true age. And that's when the magic begins. A bottle of enchanted bubbles appears in her bedroom. She starts blowing bubbles, makes a wish, and instantly forgets she is 40 or 30. Or even 20. She becomes ageless, timeless, and unbelievably happy. But her family and friends go into shock. Her advertising executive husband feels threatened, convinced his wife is having a nervous breakdown. So he sends her to a therapist. But Dr. Block finds her normal and utterly charming. In fact, she ends up helping him. Her children change dramatically too. Shy Vanessa becomes more outgoing, while Junior's self esteem improves greatly, along with his baseball game and the effect on Julia's friends and mother in law. What? It just might knock your socks off. That's such a weird sense. And the effect on Julia's friends and mother in law.
1: That's just bad grammar.
0: The magic bubble where fantasy, romance, and comedy all come together in this charming and upbeat story for the entire family. This is not a family film. Wrong. Wrong. There is nudity within the first five minutes. Dude,
1: there is so much wrong in that description. Like now that we've seen the full thing, reading it again, I'm like, no,
0: that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Like okay, this doesn't have a proper rating too. It looks like the uh, MPA rating, but it says the Film Advisory Board rating system, PDM. It's rated PDM for parental discretion, mature, ages thirteen and over.
1: Yeah, the you think that the um, the warning in the rating would mention that there's like straight up nudity in oh, this no. film.
0: It says a, 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 a brief nudity, mild sensuality. So well, so okay. Well. Okay. But still, like you can't say fun for the whole family. And then, and there's brief nudity, like. Multiple times. There's multiple shots of nudity, like. Yeah. Like, I don't care about that kind of shit, but still, like, like.
1: You can't advertise yourself as a fucking family film.
0: Yeah, 100%. Especially, it looks so, like, childlike and whimsical on the front.
1: Yeah, it's got these, like, really bright uh, colors and these, I don't know, it just looks quirky. Have we mentioned what it's
0: also known as?
1: no so when we initially started to do research about this movie we noticed that it's referred to as unbecoming age all over the internet but the thing that's weird about it is that all of the cover art has it named the magic bubble so i don't know where they're getting this from i can't find a picture of it with that i found i think
0: i found one of them yeah i think uh like um
1: but another thing that's weird is that It's got George Clooney on it. Now, the copy that we have does not have any mentions of George Clooney at all. No photos. He's not in the credits. Like, nothing. And so, at first, we were like, did we get... Like, does this screener copy not have George Clooney in it? What's the deal? But then we started watching the movie, and George Clooney shows up. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, George Clooney, that's... Like, he's a big name.
0: And then we find it this this is actually before his uh his big break. His big break came two years after this. Yeah. And the really, really weird thing that we stumbled upon is the entire time George Clooney's in this movie, he looks, dresses, and sounds like Uncle Jesse from Full House.
1: Yeah. So throughout the movie we just referred to him as George Stamos. <laughs> and because he's just like george clooney doing his best john stamos
0: i have a really really solid feeling that he really was channeling like an impression of john stamos because this is 1992 this is the peak of john stamos's career yeah this is when john stamos was in in general hospital and full house and he was Starring in multiple movies, that uh, this is when Full House was really, really taking off, also, because it had been around for three seasons. And um, so it's like the midway point right before it starts jumping the shark. Yeah. And um, so John Stamos was popular. He was in a lot of movies, and I feel like they wanted John Stamos, and he was either too busy, too expensive. Because like I said, this was the peak of his career. Yeah,
1: it would make sense for him to play that role. Yeah. in this, 100%. like he's,
0: he's got this 1920s car. He, <laughs> he dresses kind of like a like a 50s rocker guy. He's
1: he's got the same hair.
0: His hair is identical. Identical. Like and seeing George Clooney with that much hair, I'm sorry, it's weird. Like like honest to fucking god, if I wasn't paying attention to the opening credits, I would not have thought that was George Clooney.
1: Yeah. And like, okay, so we're talking about even the Wikipedia article which is under Unbecoming Age. The picture that they have of the DVD cover is the magic bubble, and it's got George Clooney on it, and he's, like, front and center even more than Diane Salinger, who plays the main character. Like, they're really hyping up the fact
0: that George Clooney is in this. He's a minor character.
1: But look at his hair is short. Yeah, it's it's he a recent picture. Hair. It's a yeah.
0: recent picture. It's not the picture that the, uh, from... From this. I, yeah. I, I, I swear to God, when he went in for this interview, they're like, so, uh, George, can you, uh, can you do Uncle Jesse? Have you seen Full House? You know the show with the twins. We want that guy. Can, can you be that can, guy? Can, can you do, you look kind of like him. Give me your
1: best have mercy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Fuck. Because George Clooney was just a fucking no name. Yeah. He was and so like when the movie first came out. They didn't even fucking, like, credit him. Like, yeah, he's in the credits, like, in the movie, but on the box,
0: literally nothing. Yeah, it's, uh, starring Diane Salinger, John Calvin, Colleen Camp, Anthony Peck, and Wallace Shawn. Yeah, Wallace Shawn is in this, but we'll get to that. He's actually the biggest star in this at the time. At the time. Because at the beginning of the screener copy, they also show a trailer for the movie, because it's a screener, Mm -hmm. and they uh, talk about Diane Salinger, and they name a bunch of crap that she's been in, and Wallace Shawn from The Princess Bride, and this, and this. He had, like, the longest list of things that they were naming. He was was the biggest name on this. I swear to fucking God, I'm surprised he's not, like, on the fucking box.
1: Yeah, right? And so we just thought it was crazy that we were like, what is up with all this George Clooney stuff?
0: And then we had to look into, like, when... This came out, and we realized, oh, this is right before he got popular, so yeah. when it had its initial release, it was like, okay, yeah, this is Diane Salinger, and then two years later, ER cut happens, and George Clooney blows up in, like, popularity, and so all the other issues of the VHS and later the DVD release, they're like, we gotta put George Clooney on front, we're gonna sell it, yeah. sell it under George Clooney, <laughs> that's how come his fucking picture on the front of the box is a more recent picture. And, uh, he's got a short haircut instead of the, like, long-haired Uncle Jesse look.
1: Yeah. It almost, like, he legit looks like, have you seen those, um, those videos where they superimpose Steve Buscemi's face? on other actors, or, like, Nicolas Cage's face on other actors in movies and TV, and it's, like, it looks like them, but just with that face. That is exactly what George Clooney looks like in this. He looks like if you took John Stamos and put George Clooney's face on.
0: Yeah, John Stamos, George Clooney deep face. It's
1: so fucking weird. So, first of all, this came out in 1992. It was direct-to-video. There's no theatrical release information, box office information, nothing like that. So, I'm sure when this first came out, they probably made no money on it. Yeah, no. they were probably still like in debt, trying to figure this out. he got how sent to, to rental it.
0: stores. You know, that's what I'm assuming this rental screener, this publicity screener was for, like rental stores. Say, hey, please get multiple copies of this tape in. Yeah. So you order multiple copies of the tape to rent out.
1: And so for a couple years, they were just like struggling and then all of a sudden George Clooney blows up and then they see an opportunity and they're like okay we
0: gotta re-release. Which has happened multiple times in movies. I've seen it happen and like I was telling you last night when we were discussing this Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4 this happened with Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. Mm. That was uh, made in 1994 and it was shelved because it was not going to be a good movie and then Max McConaughey and Manel Zalewaier both got popular. And they were the main characters in this film. Yeah. So then in 1997... 1997- they release it and they're like headlined now. They're just like, on <laughs> right. the, they're on the newer version of the poster, not the poster that they were originally going to have. Uh, they they put that name front and center because like, whoa, Renee Zellweger and Matt McConaughey are in a fucking Texas chase off massacre movie. Yeah. Okay, that's got to have some credits to it. And no, it's the worst one of the entire series and killed it for a while.
1: Yeah, so what we're trying to say is the Magic Bubble was ahead of its time. <laughs> Dude, okay, overall feelings about this movie, what the
0: fuck? It is shot like a children's film, but it is not a children's film.
1: It's weird. This movie's fucking weird. I knew it was going to be kind of weird... I suspected, okay, it's probably just going to be boring. It's just about a mom trying to feel young again. It's like a Daniel Steele story basically. Yeah. With like the advertising executive oh husband God. and she's unhappy with her life. It's like at its core, this is a Daniel Steele story. So she has not an
0: affair. Like it's very Daniel Steele. Yeah. <laughs> but like I was if like... Daniel okay, Steele had Steele. magic. <laughs> 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 Daniel Steele is more about uh, magical witch doctor bubbles and less about... Um, fucking hoity-toity people and the drama that happens. Yeah. (laughs) Because this is about hoity-toity people. They just have magic bubbles also.
1: Exactly. So, the movie opens on our main character, Julia's 40th birthday party.
0: And she's depressed.
1: She's depressed. Everyone's making fun of her for
0: being old. Yeah, everyone's just roasting her. Every card she gets is like... Haha, ha, you're old. There are all these various jokes about how she's getting old now and like, you know, the health problems that are going to happen. They're making like enlarged prostate jokes and this, <laughs> uh, like other shit about just getting old. And you can tell she's not having a good time and her friends are just laughing. And they're like, oh, this one's from, uh, Jonathan and Carla, and they're like, Oh, Carla, come here. There we go. She's gonna open it. Like, read it out loud. And then she reads in front of this crowd of fucking yuppies, and she looks like she wants to blow her fucking brains out. Yeah. She sounds like it too. She's very obviously like not having a good time. Yeah. And everyone is so oblivious to it.
1: Yeah. Everyone is fucking upset about their age because. First of all, she blows out the candles on the cake, and like in the COVID era, that triggered me. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, remember when we used to just like spit all over cake and then serve it to everyone?"
0: And they were the uh, they were the trick candles too, so she had to do multiple spit takes. Yeah, and you know, it's funny you mentioned it because like I told you last night, my mom. Always was gross the fuck out by that. And when I went to like people's parties, like hang, hey, don't eat the cake. Like, they're, just, they're spitting all over that. Like it's true. It's like like since the nineties, I'm like that's fucking gross. They're like yeah.
1: Dude, like bobbing for apples.
0: Oh, I wasn't allowed to do that either. Dude. Like, I remember when we went my... um. I
1: chose not to do that. I was specifically like, y'all have fun. I'm not. <laughs>
0: like, my mom thought that was the most disgusting thing, too. I remember we went to, like, this Halloween party down the street from us. um, And it was, like, the first year we moved into that neighborhood. And the we, uh, we never went to a party from them again. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. But there was, like, this weird farmhouse thing. And they had a lot of land. And they just invited the entire neighborhood to this like halloween party and like so there's a bunch of kids some that didn't even go to my school and shit and there's like adults there and there's bobbing for apples and my mom was like no don't don't play that it's actually like they're putting their mouths all over those other apples you know or their the fucking mouths have been like kids are just gross and dirty like it's true don't fucking do the bobbing for apples game and like when we watched it on tv and you know, i showed the movies my mom would always like that's so gross. Yeah. Just this four this eleven Filipino lady. That is so gross. <laughs> Why do you play that game? Yeah. Your Asian mom was just, like, not having <laughs> not it. Not having it. <laughs> and, like, to be fair, like, I would not play it as a doll. I Like, no. as a kid, when I'm just stupid, like, yeah, I'll fucking apples. Yeah. No. Like, as someone with a fucking, like... Brain that functions now, like no, that's fucking disgusting. And that's and-
1: why Canada had to make that PSA. Like, have you ever seen where the puppets are singing about? Don't put it in your mouth. No, <laughs> you've never seen that.
0: No, <laughs> hold on.
1: Don't you put it in your mouth? Don't you put it in your mouth? Don't you stuff it in your face? Don't stuff it in your face, though it might look good to eat, though it might look good to eat, and it might look good to taste, and it might look good to taste. You could get sick, yuck, real quick, Ick. real sick, real yuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wish my brother saw that in the '90s because oh no. uh, he put bleach in his mouth one day. <gasps> why i don't fucking know what he was thinking he was like two three he somehow got the bottle of bleach and got past the child safety cap and he like starts screaming one day and uh I'm, we all rush in and like he's sitting there screaming with his bottle of bleach in his hand and he always like dipped his fingers in the bleach and like put it in his mouth and like it was burning like oh my like, god wow i make fun of them for it <laughs> like now i make fun of them for it i'm like prime you drink fucking bleach as a kid and like <laughs> dude
1: there are people who like drink bleach because they think it's medicinal like have you heard about
0: mms those people are stupid
1: yeah they literally like go to african countries and are like Hey, drink this and you won't get malaria or whatever. Yeah. And like feeding it to their babies. It's like, it's so fucked
0: up. Yeah, and People, people died. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've definitely heard about that. And yeah. wrong. I don't know how much that's going to make it into this.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, so the magic bubble, um, she's at a birthday party. She's miserable. They all spit on the cake and then they go into the kitchen where they have this like really inappropriate and unpc PC conversation about how, um, well, first they're joking about having eating disorders. That was really nice. It's like all the women are together in the kitchen and they're like joking about being bulimic and how it would make them skinnier and all this stuff. I was like, bro, that's not okay. Because one of the guys at this party is their friend, um, Jake. Jake. I call him sleazy Jake because
0: he's just like a fucking perverted weirdo he brings in this girl that looks very young and they joke about how she doesn't even look like she's out of high school yet. Yeah. And the main character's husband is like, Jake, don't you think it's time to grow up? And he was like, you know, the thing about getting older is you can still be immature. And it's basically a reworking of the the joke from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where they say, uh, you know, the thing about high school girls is even though you get older, they stay the same age. And it's the same. Like, yeah, it's, gross. it's super gross. It's like, you're, you're a pedophile. There's a word for you. It's a pedophile.
1: Yeah. There's this theme in this movie about like age and attractiveness and how they go hand in hand that it's like, oh, if you're an older woman, you're just inherently less attractive. And like so they feel like upset about it. I don't know, it's really shallow. I don't like that premise at all, so it's like okay, we're a couple minutes into this movie, and so far we have jokes about eating disorders, jokes about pedophilia,
0: jokes about acceptable pedophilia too. Yeah, it's like, it's like oh, you're dating a high school senior, and you're not like 25, where it's already sus, like Scott Pilgrim. it's <laughs> like it's like that's sus, Scott. You're like 23. Because he was 23 in the movie, right? Something like that. He was 25 in the comic. 23 in the... They made it a little bit less weird. <laughs> <laughs> but just Slightly less weird in the movie. Ugh. And then this guy's 40. Right. He's like twice her age. Mm-hmm.
1: She's not even 20 yet. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And they just, you know, use it as an opportunity to like shit on her and make her feel bad because they're salty and insecure about themselves and their own age. Um, and so... Julia is kind of trying to, like, seduce her husband while he's cleaning up after the party. He's, like, on his hands and knees, like, vacuuming around the table. And, you know, she's sad about being 40 and trying to,
0: like... Was she trying to seduce him? A little bit. She's I, been flirting with I her. didn't take it that way. I thought she was like, she said she had a headache and she was depressed and she was like, can this wait till morning? She was like, I don't want to be hear the vacuum at fucking 11, 12 oh, o'clock at night. Oh, I nine. think
1: what she was saying is that she wanted to go to bed Yeah, she together le- and she was kind of like implying like, oh, you should come with me. And he's like, no, if we clean up now, we won't have to do it later. Yeah. She, he was kind of like brushing her off.
0: And I, then I just he- took it at her being... Tired and like dude, I don't I can't fucking sleep with the vacuum on. Let's yeah. let's go to bed. The party's over. Yeah,
1: but he was just kind of like not
0: really speaking of COVID shit, like when he talks about someone got icing on his fucking TV remote, he like licks it off. Ooh. You didn't see that? No. Yeah, dude. When look, was that? When he's like clean, when he's like like he's talking about how much of a mess there is, and he's like, Oh, someone got uh frosting on my tv remote people just don't respect other people's things and like he licks it off
1: ew oh my god (laughs) we were so disgusting like we had no idea anyways so then she she
0: finds the magic bubbles and she's like she
1: finds it in a box he was like like, oh there's one more
0: present there's one more present And she's like oh bubbles just starts blowing them and it's like she literally
1: says i hate my life yeah and blows bubbles just, like, in the living room. But the bottle says magic bubbles. Like, like, it says they're magical and everything. And she's just like, yeah, okay, whatever.
0: Yeah. And then she starts going to bed, and she starts... Sk- she kicks off her shoes and starts skateboarding in the house. Yeah, someone bought
1: her a skateboard. Oh, as a, as, as a
0: gag gift. They give her a skateboard. And it's
1: like an expensive skateboard.
0: Right. It's a It's a nice skateboard. And she's like, oh my daughter will love this like but let's talk about the skateboard for a second okay <laughs> so i'm an avid skateboarder i've been skateboarding for over 20 years at this point started in like 1999 and coincidentally on my walls i have a history of skateboards like i just have various skateboards from the 80s and throughout the 90s like the various different shapes and styles there were and so this movie was 1992 and i point out to allison that by 1992 that is a very outdated looking skateboard very, very outdated looking. I wonder if this was actually you know, filmed in
1: 1992.
0: Hmm, now that, I don't know. Like, that skateboard is a very 80s skateboard. No one was using nose guards and tail, tail guards by then. No one was using, you know, a uh, single kick tail kind of thing. It does not look like a 90s skateboard, even by 1992 standards, because I have a skateboard from 1992 on my wall, and it just is very very strange to me so i feel like well this was like filmed in like 89
1: maybe and it was just
0: like sat on the shelf for like ever
1: there isn't really anything in the movie that dates it
0: that makes it easy to tell like and that's that's the only identifier yeah is the fact that like i'm looking at a skateboard going that is not a 1992 skateboard Yeah. So that that's, we don't have a whole lot of other visual identifiers mm-hmm. uh, besides that. And so it makes me wonder, like, this got recorded, edited, and, like, we cannot make money on this. And then <laughs> they threw it out there just, uh, like, eventually, like, we got this in our backlog. Let's just fucking release it. And, you know, yeah, because that's happened. That's definitely happened with other movies before. That happened with Robot Jocks. Um, that was made in 1986 and then empire closed down and then when charles band opened up his new full moon studios they released robot jocks like four years after it was done being filmed and edited and everything it was ready to go and they didn't release it because they robot jocks would be in 86 after he saw the popularity of transformers in 1985 and so he's like oh let's make a movie similar to transformers and then the it went out of business, so we just had this finished movie. So that happens, and that's what I think might have happened with this.
1: Yeah, I know that a lot of the reviews that we saw were from not critics, but like journalists and stuff, hmm. and they were all from like 1993.
0: Yeah, I'm saying like this, this, this movie like might have sat like in the studio's backlog, like yeah. ha- haven't done. And just not release it for one reason or another. Cause that's, I know that happens multiple times. And um, yeah, it it wouldn't make sense. It was like, if this was done, they're looking at the final product and someone goes, this is terrible, <laughs> and not put it out.
1: Yeah, I don't know. The reviews were pretty mixed.
0: Because also look at the people, like all the yuppies, those feel very 80s. Those, yeah. those yuppies come off as very 80s yuppies, which had died off very rapidly in 1990.
1: Yeah. I didn't really look into whoever made this movie. It's like a married couple. They, like, directed and produced it. I don't really, I didn't look into anything
0: else that they've done. So it looks like in 81, she sold her first screenplay, and then this was her second script. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a feel, like I said, I have a feeling she sold this script in, like, the, in the early 80s and then nobody did not and and then maybe they made the movie in like the mid to late 80s and just shelved it it. and so she stopped writing because she's like oh my other movie was was deemed a dud because they didn't want to release it it was oh my
1: god and so then someone bought it this like monarch home video yeah they bought it for super cheap
0: to like sell it to like fucking video rental stores. so they just
1: like sent out some screener tapes and were like here you go, check it out. If you want it, please. You yeah, know well, I just want to make money on yeah. this.
0: Which is whatever
1: uh, I can get. Which
0: we see happen yeah. so much with other stuff.
1: Yeah. So she blows these magic bubbles and she becomes this ageless blah blah. blah. And so now she just starts acting completely fucking ridiculous.
0: She's so supposed to act ageless, but what does that really mean? Yeah. And so, oh, she doesn't know her age. It's not the kind of thing where it's like, um, oh, I'm 40 and now I act and feel like I'm 20 years old. No, there's, it is all over the place. She has no sense of manners. She has no concept of shame. She's just like walking around with no clothes and I have nothing to wear. And then she's eating by just shoveling food in her mouth and talking with her mouth open like she's a fucking toddler.
1: The conclusion that we came to is that Diane Salinger just got really fucking wasted, and someone hit record, and they made a movie out of it.
0: Not even joking. Like, during the beginning party, when everyone's drunk, everyone really seems drunk. They're all either amazing actors that (laughs) can deliver a performance that makes them seem Undeniably drunk, so believable. Like suspension of disbelief is there. They got me in, um, <laughs> or they were fucking wasted. Yeah. And we see this happen multiple times in the movie because we go to another party. Like that's like like look the next scene. Right, he goes to the party with her friends. Um, they're all having like a dinner party because the next day, and they're like they're talking about her birthday. She's like, I don't know my my birthday. I don't know how old I am. And they're like, oh that's that's cute. Diane Salinger, you don't... Uh, <laughs> you just had your 40th birthday, you were depressed, and now you're, like, denying your age. Yeah, like, they're, they're pl- We should all do that. We should all just say, we don't know our fucking age, too. Yeah. And they all come off as really fucking drunk during says mm-hmm. They're like...
1: Literally, they're drinking wine at dinner, and they're, like, polishing off the bottle, and then they all sit down in the living room, and some other friend comes in with a bunch of champagne. Like, was, like, already poured, yeah,
0: on, like, a tray. And
1: like, me! And so Diane Salinger literally has, like, her glass of wine in one hand, which is full, by the way, and then, like, a full glass of champagne in the other, and she's, like, double-fisted.
0: She it. double-fists and just downs the champagne yeah. and tops it off with uh, the rest of the fucking wine. Yeah,
1: she's wasted. Everyone is wasted. Tasted. and so they all have a toast where they like you know to the champagne and they're like oh to being ageless or forgetting we're 40 or whatever and then we're like Oh,
0: magic bubbles! <laughs> but no, they, 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 those were not magic bubbles. Champagne. We, thought, uh, we bubbles. thought that they. Oh, are they also gonna have magical bubbles too with this man? No, no, not magical bubbly. They weren't doing that. They. Uh, that was just a really weird longing shot. But they. She was like, sho- like I thought it was weird. She's just shelling food in her mouth and they were talking about her. And she wa- Her husband was very um embarrassed. Yeah. He could tell he was embarrassed by her. Oh,
1: Diane's on the magic bubbles again. <laughs> This movie kind of like if you watch it through the perspective that it's like a woman who has untreated bipolar disorder.
0: She's very manic depressive. Yeah,
1: she goes from like super slow, sad to like this extremely manic, irresponsible behavior.
0: Like she literally talks like this, like everything is just wrong. out. I hate
1: my life.
0: I want to blow my brains out. And then to this manic, like, she just irresponsibly spent money. She went to the store and uh, had, like, the stereotype of a woman spending too much money at the mall and has, like, 20 bags. But her husband's like, you look like you spent a lot of money. And she's like, I returned the crystal vase. I returned... Like, all of her, like, old lady stuff. And it's like, those wouldn't have been bought recently to be within the return policy first of all
1: unless she shops at nordstrom they'll take anything back forever i guess (laughs) look i'm not gonna be the one coming up with the logic for this
0: shit okay yeah it's that's their job this is speaking of logic okay so this house is huge yeah it's it's a mcmansion they're totally rich she doesn't work yeah. This is all off of his, like, salary. The bathroom has a privacy curtain for the toilet. It's weird.
1: It's, it's like, you've I, got the shower on the left, and then the toilet right next to it, but there's, like, a curtain in front of the toilet,
0: and it's, like, a shower curtain. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, it's, who has it, a bathroom like that? Rem- I've seen privacy curtains like that in, like, um... Like, hotels. Yeah, doctor, like in hospitals. Yeah. But Where you're going to theoretically have multiple people in there. Like a doctor's going to be in there doing one thing for you, but you need to like get a stool sample so you have some privacy there. Yeah, right? But it was just like in their fucking house. And she's like, oh, he's like flossing while taking a dump. And she opens the curtain and starts talking to him, like trying to flirt with him while he's taking a shit. And he's like, can I have some privacy? And it's supposed to be funny. and, And like, that's what I'm saying. It seems like... She has no concept of morals or shame or anything. Like Yeah, like and, I
1: said, a woman without inhibitions. Like it's someone who has consumed a
0: large amount of alcohol. Right. It's it's not it's not an ageless thing. No, this she's is just fucking drunk. It's like it's like, no, you're not ageless. You're stupid. These are <laughs> these are things your child is aware of. Yeah. Right?
1: So <laughs> So, um yeah, she's flirting with him while he's shitting, and then you've got this, like, family drama where, like, so she has a son and a daughter, and her daughter is, like, she's, like, five years old. So I'm like, this. she just turned 40, mm-hmm. and she has, like, a five-year-old. Like, I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying that, like, if you're wealthy in the early 90s...
0: Well, she does a stay-at-home mom, so, like, she's...
1: And she's a stay-at-home mom, and she didn't have her... She didn't have kids until she was, like, 35.
0: Yeah. I
1: do I mean, I don't want to, like, judge her lifestyle. I'm just saying that, like... usually, adults, Yeah, really... usually in,
0: like, this kind of thing, you would have, like, a career, and that's why you, you didn't... Yeah.
1: yeah, but, like... She's also there's... got a
0: housekeeper, Consuela.
1: Yeah, of course her fucking name
0: is Consuela. Yeah. Of course. And, uh... She turns on music to, like, Hispanic, generic Hispanic music, and immediately Consuela cannot contain herself and has to start dancing.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like... Wow. Bailamos.
1: But... Bailamos, Consuela
0: anyway
1: <laughs> Anyways, so like um her five-year-old her drama is that the kids at school bullied her for having big ears like they said she has rabbit ears and so the mom tries to comfort her by being like let's play pretend that we're rabbits or something they start just like hopping around and eating raw carrots out of the refrigerator And this is the beginning of all of the, like, rabbit and carrot imagery we're going to see throughout the movie. There's a lot. There's a lot.
0: so many rabbits, like...
1: I don't know if they're trying to be, like, deep, like it's some kind of, like, symbolism or something.
0: (laughs) This is, like, the room, like, 232 for fucking the (laughs) signing. Yeah, I don't
1: fucking get it, but it's, like, everywhere in the house, in the weirdest places, they have just, like, we will get to that, though. Like the most, the the weirdest thing in this whole movie will lead up to it. But right now it's like rabbits, carrots. It's a big deal. So then the son, his drama, he's like a couple years older. He's maybe like eight.
0: His name is Junior. Junior. And he wears a baseball cap to bed.
1: Always. He never takes it off.
0: This kid is balding already.
1: (laughs) He's like, he's his these. drama is that he, well, for one, he plays baseball. But the coach never lets him. In. coach never lets him play. And, he's terrible. Yeah. And the coach wants to win. <laughs> so he's like, you're not going to play. Yeah. He really does not want him to play. <laughs> like,
0: we see that later. The coach was played by this guy who I've seen in like a million fucking things. Yeah. I, forget I can't who, think of his name. He, he tends to be like a coach or like... uh. He was in was he in cone
1: Maybe. But uh yeah. And so he's not good at baseball. He never gets to play. And then his other story is that he doesn't want to be called Junior anymore. So her husband's name is Charles. So the son is Charles Junior. Carl Jr., <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: He doesn't um, be called Charles because that's his dad's name yeah. and his dad's a fucking stiff.
1: So like, you know, his Mom, who's now this like ageless, free individual, is like, "Well, what do you want to be known as?" And he's like, "I don't know, Willie." He? He's like, "All right, I'm gonna call you whatever. from now on." No no,
0: no, 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 that's not Howard. Oh no, I He's like, he's like "I don't know," and she uh, like looks around, and, and he's, like, like, he's like, "Tony," and she's like, "No, i Tony," and she's like, "How about Spider-Man?" Points at the Spider-Man poster, and,
1: and he's, he's like, like, "No, I'll get made fun of if like if I'm Spider-Man." So then she, like, looks at another poster in his room, and it's literally, like, the Fantastic Four. And it zooms in, and f- it focuses on, like, The Thing. That's his name, right? Yeah, it's a the big thing. rock guy yeah, that's the thing. from the Fantastic Four. And she's like, how about Captain America?
0: <laughs> and he's like, no. And she picks the baseball card off his like nightstand and she's like how about Willie?" and his name after like some fucking baseball player yeah. and he's like yeah, yeah. i want to be Willie." and like i was a kid i didn't want to go by my name henry because it's an old person's name <laughs> and uh i had some interesting choices yeah names i wanted to be called like what chainsaw Do you wanted to be called chainsaw sounded rad. (laughs) It is pretty. Like, it was like, I know, like, I have, I don't want to replace my name. I want a cool nickname.
1: Yeah. Because like when you grow up and you watch like kids movies and stuff, there's always like a kid who goes by a nickname. This is
0: Brad. And that's Brad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm actually like binge watching through Degrassi, the next generation right now. It's like Spinner. Like his real name is Gavin, but everyone calls him Spinner.
0: So like Chainsaw is actually the nickname of a guy in the movie, um, Summer School. Which was a uh, comedy film, like an 80s comedy. There's these two kids in, in a summer school that are huge horror movie fans. I forget what the other one's name is, but they bunked it by Chainsaw. And like, I thought those two guys were like super fucking cool when I was like seven. I was like, that's who I want to be. Wow.
1: <laughs> Don't like, let your memes be this great.
0: horror obsessed teenager.
1: Look at you now.
0: This horror-obsessed 30-year-old. Wow.
1: (laughs) Mr. Chainsaw. Oh, that's a fucking Alkaline Trio song. Mr. Chainsaw? Yeah. Nice. Anyways. (laughs) 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 We're like mega ADD this episode. Where were we? So, um...
0: Naming. Not called he wants to be Willie. called Willie. Now he's like, yeah, Willie's a rad name.
1: So she's totally accepting of it, and she starts calling him Willie, and the daughter starts calling
0: him Willie, but the dad is like, I will have none of this. Like, that's my name. What the fuck is wrong? Like, you know, I can kind of get that. He's like, dude, you don't want to be called Junior? Yeah. Like, I get both ends. I get not wanting to be called your name, and I also get the dad being like, what's wrong with your name? But also, I feel like you just move on. Like, the dad was adamant about not calling him Willie.
1: A thing that I've noticed is that, like, men who have sons, they want their son to be exactly like them. And then women who have daughters are always like, I hope to God she doesn't turn out like me. (laughs) That's, like, memes that I see all the time. I literally just saw one this morning where it was like, if my daughter gets my attitude, I'm in trouble. But, like, guys who have sons, they're like, I'm gonna teach him to do
0: all the stuff that I can do. I mean, it's kind of like the mentality I had when I told people, like, "They're like, you don't want another Henry running around." I'm like, fuck no, dude! Like, <laughs> that's the last thing this fucking planet needs is another one of me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Hell no! Because you're all fucked if you want another Henry running around here. Yeah, that's not that's not good. <laughs> but uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah. So, um, basically, Charles is getting really fucking fed up because she's acting just like a crazy drunk bitch 24-7. And she
0: goes to, like, her, like, tennis practice, right? And the, the tennis coach, who is, like, uh, also has a very fake uh, Hispanic accent. Yeah. And she has no inhibitions. Her, like, her tank top is, like, slipping off her sleeve. She doesn't notice her care. She's and- just jumping
1: around being quirky and crazy. And
0: he's, like, comes up behind her and is, you know caressing her while trying to show her how to follow through. Yeah, Follow through. And he's like, how about you come for some extracurriculars? And like, so because she's all like free spirit now, now she's more attractive because she doesn't know her age. She's still the same age, but she doesn't know um, what her age is. And she just starts doing all kinds of things like skateboarding. Yeah. And uh, then she gets to the therapist.
1: Well, Because Charles says to her, like, you need to get a fucking therapist. You're being crazy. And literally while they're having this talk, like they're in bed and she seriously like gets on top of his back, like riding him like a horse. Oh,
0: yeah. Because like he wanted to have sex and like she was like just tossing around. She was being all kinds of crazy, which is why I'm like, okay, so like sometimes she acts like a teenager. Sometimes she acts like. Like a toddler. And right here, she's supposed to be acting like this like hypersexual kind of like yeah. like girl, like too hypersexual for him. He just wants some normal, like fucking lights off missionary sex. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh then she literally, literally uh, then she literally rides him like a fucking horse.
1: Yeah. Right like immediately after he's like, you need to see a
0: therapist or we're getting a divorce. And then she like pulls the covers over herself and pouts like a child. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable having sex with that either. No. It's
1: like, honey, I, I just feel it's wrong to take advantage of you while it's
0: you're like you in are, this state. You are not in a proper mental state to yeah. consent. Like, <laughs> He's rightfully concerned. Yeah. She's
1: being insane.
0: Yeah. 100%. And so then she
1: starts to go to the therapist, or I'm sorry, the therapist, because it's Wallace Shawn. Did we already meet George Clooney? Um. I don't think so. No. Well, no, because the first time we meet him is when she goes to the grocery store after she sees the therapist for the first time. Is that right after
0: she goes to the therapist and goes? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so
1: it's like on her way home. So she sees the therapist, and then the thing is, is that like.
0: First I mean, he starts snapping at her. He's like he's yelling at her. He's like, not a good therapist. Like he he mocks her at one point. He's yeah. Like therapists should not be doing. This. Like they should just be listening. He's
1: trying to get her to follow a logic train to show her why her attitudes aren't sane. <laughs> that you know she's like. Well, he's like, how old are you? She's like, I don't know. Well, when were you born?
0: Oh, twenty first. What year? I don't know. I don't know.
1: And then he's like does your husband know what year you were born? She's like, yeah. He's like, so do you think it's kind of weird that you don't know when you were born? And she's like, I don't care. Age is just a number, bro. And like trying to, it's all this like, r slash I'm 14 and this is deep. Like this whole movie is just filled with that crap. Like,
0: And eventually, uh, Walls is like, whoa! Yeah, he gets his mind blown. I don't remember what the fuck she said, but it was like deep- And profound to him. Yeah. And she is now the therapist.
1: Yeah. As their relationship develops, it's like literally her giving him counseling.
0: We'll just skip ahead in the movie because he only has like one other scene. Like She goes to follow up and she skateboards to the therapy appointment. And she goes and checks in with with the... She goes and checks in. And she's like, oh, he said to meet her. He said to meet you at the waterfront and she's like oh okay and she like skateboards there and they start going on a run together and she's now his like life coach yeah telling him all this like you know deep profound stuff about not feeling hold and
1: it's just really dumb it's stupid. it doesn't make any sense he's a bad therapist yeah <laughs> anyway so like on her way home from the first therapy session she uh she stops at the grocery store. And she's buying beer for Charles because we'll see that Charles also has an alcohol problem. Like everyone in this movie is just like a fucking raging alcoholic, but she goes to grab him beer, but she doesn't have her ID. And so the lady at the grocery store is like, sorry, I can't sell you beer without an ID, even though she's clearly 40. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because like if legally, if you look over 30 like, they don't, don't, have, they don't to have to cart you. She's
0: very clearly over it. I would imagine also, like, you know, like, you've seen this person enough times yeah. with kids and everything else. It's like, when I go buy beer from from the like corner store, that guy, I don't get carted anymore. Yeah, that guy knows who you they, are. Yeah, like, and she's like, okay, she doesn't have a job. She's the one
1: who's in charge of doing the shopping. Yeah. She probably shops at the same store on the same days and buys the same things. And it's like a small town. It's not like a big chain or anything.
0: So, I mean, like the because george
1: stamos works at this grocery store and that's where they meet and then he starts following her around town it's like it's gotta be a small
0: town or something yeah he starts carrying her groceries to her car with her yeah and uh he starts flirting with her hitting on her Mm -hmm. and she's not interested then he hops into this 1920s just like like
1: legend of cora looking ass And then he, like,
0: leaves, and so I'm like, does he work
1: there? How does he afford that car on a fucking bad
0: boy salary? Well, it's also, like, just... He's probably making like five dollars an hour. How does it work out? Like you care? You know, He was making less than five dollars an hour because my my first job was at a Starbucks type grocery store, and that was in 2006, and I was getting paid seven dollars an hour.
1: Yeah. So, so like, what was the minimum wage in 1982? It was probably
0: like two or three,
1: dude. That's fucked. Yeah. And he's got this like pristine restored like yeah old ass jalopy.
0: He hands her her groceries into her car, and he just. Literally hops into this car that was next to it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't clock out of work or nothing. He just <laughs> hops in this fucking car and zips away. Like,
1: See, what the fuck? George Stamos is really attracted to the fact that she acts ageless, that she's free and wild and
0: quirky. How old was George Stamos <laughs> in 1992? I don't know. Oh, he's born around the same time as my dad he looked young he would have been like he was been in his uh if if my if my suspicions are correct and this is actually filmed in the late 80s then um he would have been in his like mid to late
1: 20s that makes sense because this was like shortly after he finished like school and stuff It's
0: like, around that time, roughly, so... Yeah, because he's literally the same age as my dad. Yeah. So, I was thinking about, like, my dad joined the military in, like, 78, 79. And so, that would have been when he also graduated, went to school. He went to two different universities, dropped out of those, moved to California to go to acting school for five years. So, it would have been 86, 87 when he was done with that.
1: And, like... George Clooney is one of those guys that's, like, known for being an attractive older guy that just kind of, like, as he gets older, he just gets more hot. Like, women are just very attracted to George Clooney. But, like, typically you see him with, like, very short hair. Mm -hmm. Seeing him with long hair, it doesn't work for him. I'm sorry, like, they try to make him this, like, Uncle Jesse pretty boy type, but, like, it does not it does not work.
0: Yeah. It's weird.
1: But George Clooney is such a great actor that it's like, it's at least, he looks, he's acting like Uncle Jesse. Yeah,
0: he does a like great Uncle Jesse. He does. John, George, George Clooney does a great John Stamos. It's so true. That is something I did not know until yesterday. But George Clooney could be one damn good John Stamos.
1: It's true. So then she comes home from the store and literally starts just, like, abusing Junior on the stairs.
0: Yeah, he's trying to run upstairs because he's, like, angry. And, like, she, like, yanks his foot and, like, trips him down and, like, starts talking to him. And, like, he gets up and is like, fuck off. I want to go to my room. And she, like, grabs him again. And is like, dude, what have you slammed his face And Now, oh, it's because uh, he didn't want to apologize to um, Consuela. For what? Because uh, he kept changing the music.
1: That's right. She is like, Julia is like sitting on the stairs and he's like running up past her and she grabs him by the ankle and he falls down and then she pulls him down. And
0: this happens repeatedly. That
1: I was like... That's like... That's it's supposed to be like quirky and cute, and I'm like, that's child abuse. It's bro. like, yeah,
0: it's like he could have slammed his face yeah, down. Like, he granted, he would have deserved up. it because he was being a fucking entitled dick. <laughs> oh my god! So, but he deserves it. But at the same time, like, wow. <laughs> I'm not saying he deserves being abused by his mom. I'm talking about him tripping and like, you know, hitting his face on something hard. Like, <laughs> okay, not saying like. Just enough to teach him a lesson. No, I'm not saying it should have come from his mom. It's kind of like <laughs> when you see a kid being a dick in a store, and they trip and fall. And you're like, Haha. karmic justice. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I'm not saying his mom should like yank him down the fucking stairs. Oh my god! If he were like trip and slip and slam his face on his own accord, I wouldn't have felt bad.
1: Yeah, that was like that stood out to me. I was like, I don't like that scene. That's weird. Then um, the dad comes home.
0: Um.
1: Well, first she goes to confront the baseball coach. And she's like, how come you never let him play? And he's like, because he sucks. And she's like, please. And He's like, no.
0: And then it's... He's, he's like, the coach is like, why don't you tell your husband to go teach him how to play baseball? I can't do everything. It's like, you're you're literally a baseball coach, though. I mean, at the same time, it kid's chunky and like
1: yeah by 90s standards he's
0: this kid's not in shape like like but like you're the coach like it's your job you have to, to make t- sure he's good at baseball you have to train yeah so you have to do other things outside of you like the coaches are right. the coaches doing drills on how to play baseball yeah but he can't teach, develop a kid's you know hand-eye coordination on how to hit the fucking ball like you gotta do that on your own it's just like school you can't just like the teachers like you have to study outside of the class
1: Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing is that the mom is too busy getting drunk all day. And the dad, like every 90s movie dad, is just really involved with his job and doesn't pay attention to his kids. Anyways, then we see the refrigerator. The dad comes home to find that there's no beer in the fridge and loses his fucking shit. And this was the most baffling part of the movie we had to pause and rewind and pause a million times
0: because we were like what is up with this fridge what, what is in this movie what movie fridge we have at the bottom we had a uh whole cornucopia of fruits and veggies
1: in my notes i said it's a whole ass fruit salad yeah. because there's like there's like a melon you know those melons when they like carve them all intricately to have that like jagged yeah edge there's like a beautifully carved melon surrounded by like limes and
0: you a oh, we a cornucopia. we haven't mentioned the fact that like kids are just running around multiple times at this point like chomping on raw carrots yeah again there's carrots Oh, there's, there's a lot of raw carrot eating yeah here. but then so then we all see more raw carrots in the uh in the door of the fridge yeah and they just then, show it for a
1: minute that basically like the husband goes in the fridge to find the beer and it's just trying to show you the insides of the fridge to show you that, like, this is what he's seeing. There's no beer in here. But the stuff that's in there instead is just like, what the fuck? There's, okay, what did we say? Like, a million yogurts. You
0: said it was million, and we counted. It was like nine. I thought that was a normal amount.
1: Yeah, but, so there's like a bunch of yogurts, the fruit cornucopia. And three then,
0: bottles of ketchup.
1: Yeah, there's three bottles of ketchup of varying sizes.
0: Um, and then we get, uh,
1: potato people. That's the middle shelf. We skipped over the shelf that has the thing on it that we were like, what is that? Oh, yeah. We,
0: we, I don't know what they are. I can't. They, they're like these
1: orange shapes. We'll post it on Instagram and YouTube. So like, if you guys want to let us know what you think it is, because I am... I'm lost. I
0: have no fucking clue. I don't know what it is. We couldn't tell what they are. And then the next next one is they look like potato people. They're
1: like potatoes
0: with faces on them and made one, out of like other vegetable pieces. And one is like on a fruit cake, on a, on a rice, on a rice cake. cake. And then they're surrounded by little orbs like they might be little tiny tiny potatoes like i don't know and then there's like these weird crescent shaped things that yeah. look like they might be like cuts of like sausage they also they kind of look like just mustard that's been like like great mustard that's been like <laughs> smeared and Dude, then
1: i don't i don't but it's not like it's even on a tray yeah or plates or anything
0: it's just, it's just like it's just on the, in on the, the fridge and then we have the giant brick of cheese we have uh a whole fuck ton of red orbs that might be apples, they might be red onions. We can't tell. Yeah. And then the
1: like the second to topmost shelf <laughs> has three Easter bunnies, like chocolate foil wrapped Easter bunnies, surrounded by that like plastic Easter grass. Yeah. They're just like standing up in there in this like display. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck? Like, why
0: is that? What psychopath does it. I'm like, what? Who? Someone with manic depressive disorder. Dude. Like. <laughs> like. <laughs> then the next shelf is a bunch of carrots, like stacks of raw carrots. And then donuts, a couple dozen donuts, and okay, a knot a triangular not in pa- Like triangular, not on a tray. Stack. Yeah, there's was... a, on the top shelf. Like they made a <laughs> a triangular display of of chocolate and powdered donuts
1: yeah this is the refrigerator of someone with serious problems this is not
0: normal so the uh, husband is like oh i've had such a long day at work i just need a beer dude it's been so stressful She's so like oh yeah they want to sell me a beer he's like what you didn't get beer he's like yeah they want to sell it to me and he's like Dude, you don't have a job. What what do you do all day? I just need a beer when I get home. He gets really upset. Yeah. And this whole breakdown could have really just been avoided if instead of saying, Oh, they wouldn't sell me the beer, she just was like, didn't bring my ID when I went to the grocery store, they wouldn't sell me beer. They start fighting. And that's really all it would have taken. I feel like any sensible person, like, if like I can understand being like, dude, what are you doing? I I'm stressed. I would like a beer to relax. Not saying what he did was right, but I could see him like being like, what the fuck? Because she doesn't explain why they want to sell it to her.
1: Yeah. That she's just like, well, it's because I don't know my age. And it's like, okay, you don't know your age, but like your ID still has your birth date on it. It doesn't just disappear because of the magic bubbles. Right. Like
0: And it's it's not even just that. Like, just tell them. You, like you you told the grocery store lady, oh, I don't have my ID. Yeah. She didn't say, Oh, I don't know my age. She told the grocery store lady, oh, I don't have my ID. Yeah. And so Tell your husband, I didn't bring my ID to the grocery store. They wouldn't sell me it. And even though you're obviously over 40, you, you would just make the assumption. You just had, you had a stickler of a cashier that wanted to see your ID follow the rule to a T. And that would have made perfect sense. You know, no one would have gotten mad. Yeah, they, they wouldn't sell it to me because I didn't have my ID. Oh, he would have been like, well, why don't you have your ID on here? But at the same time, like. <laughs> People have forgotten their IDs.
1: He is a raging alcoholic, and he's mad that he can't get his fix, and his wife was supposed to get it, and she didn't get it because of this, like, mental kick that she's on lately that she doesn't know her age, and he's fucking pissed. And
0: she still could have avoided that entire breakdown if she just told the full truth. Yeah. I didn't bring my ID to the store.
1: she's just... Under the influence of the magic bubbles and this is causing problems. Anyways, they get in this big fight and then she gets sad and so she literally like hops in the car and drives away and she goes to the local ice cream parlor and she's sitting there eating ice cream and of course fucking George Samos shows up and he's there to hit on her because I'm pretty sure he's stalking her. Like They never really say if she is purposely meeting up with him or if he just happens to show up everywhere she goes but like every time she leaves the house he's there and he's there to hit on her and be like I'm just so attracted to you and she's like oh George Samos I'm I'm married I can't Anyways, like, they're just fucking flirting and hanging out in the park and whatever, and then she realizes it's two in the morning, and she's like, oh, fuck, I gotta get home. And her husband had, like, fallen asleep waiting for her to come home because she just ran
0: off. At some point, you showed him, like, looking out the window. Yeah. And there's more rabbit imagery there's like rabbit statues like in
1: his office or whatever like in the house like where wherever,
0: whatever window he's looking at yeah like, there's these like rabbits there's statues. rabbit statues they're, they're reminding someone in his office he's like you seen rabbits all over the fucking everywhere. places
1: everywhere i was like is this supposed to be like an easter movie or something like what's with all the rabbits i don't get don't it. fucking know anyways so
0: he's sleeping Uh, with his shoes on
1: (laughs) yeah oh god that triggers me so much in like movies and tv when people are in bed with their shoes on oh it drives me nuts he's in bed with his shoes on he fell asleep in his clothes because he's been waiting for hours not knowing where his like fucking drunk mentally unstable wife is with the car she's just out getting a cone and a bone you know what i'm saying like (laughs) till 2am um he's just so charles is like begging her can we please just go back to normal i've had enough of this and then she's just like let's fuck and he's like
0: nah is that when he says he wants a divorce? Yeah. He's like, dude, I, he's like, you're not going to divorce. He's like, I don't want to be with you. Yeah. And so her, she instantly switches to this, like, depressive person again mm-hmm. where everything's boring. Your daughter wants to play the rabbit game. She's like, no more playing the rabbit game. And her, her uh... This is... Oh, we skipped the baseball.
1: We skipped the fucking grandma. This is the part where the next day... Well, the next day, that's when she meets up with the therapist in the park and everything. But then after that, she takes the kids to go see um, Charles's mom. So, Julie's mother-in-law. They go to the old folks' home to pay her a visit. I guess that, like, she has heart problems or something. And she's, like, dying. Yeah. And she's in her 80s. And she's super fucking upset about it. And she's, like honestly saying, like, suicidal shit about how she wants to die.
0: Yeah, she wants it over.
1: And it's, like, really fucking sad because the kids are right there.
0: And the dad, like, she's like, I can't handle this. And he, like, leaves the, the room. Yeah. She decides to...
1: She's like, what would really make you happy? What would make you feel alive? And the grandma's like, I want to go to Vegas. Because,
0: like, earlier, she was like, I like playing cards, and they can't, they won't play cards at this old folks. Home. They only play chess. I mean, they only play checkers. What kind of fucking game is that? Checkers. That's true. Like, you can do a lot more with cards than with checkers. Oh well, I don't know why old folks don't play fucking cards. I like, know. Well, people love that shit. Yeah. You play all kinds of card games. So, like, you buy a stack of cards, you give them to, like, your old people, you can
1: they can go. They can go all day. You
0: want to play old go fish? Today? You want to play old maid? You want to play a bad game? You want to play so many fucking Gin games? Honey. So many fucking games with just one deck of cards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> damn. Yeah.
1: So that's like fucking bizarre.
0: Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. So then the grandma, uh, you know, Dan Salinger kidnaps the mom. They go to Vegas, and they win a bunch of money. And then she dies of a heart attack. She yeah. dies happy. And so she calls her husband. And he's like, where the fuck have you been? Oh, we went to Vegas. Uh, your mom's gone. Like, she's like laughing.
1: Yeah, it's really disturbing. And she's like, um, she's dead. Ha, ha ha. Like laughing. I was like, well, you're telling your husband that that like his mother died, and this is how you're breaking the news? She tries to justify it, that, like, well, she was so happy when she died. You should have seen it. She was so happy. And yeah. it's like,
0: okay. Like, the proper way we've been doing it was, like, uh, was his name Charles? Yeah. Like, hey, Charles, yeah, we w- uh, we're we in Vegas. Your mom told me she wanted to go to Vegas, and uh, because she was dying, and that was one of her dying wishes, to go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I I took her to Vegas, and she did pass while we were... Uh, playing cards, and she won, and she had a heart attack from the excitement. I also
1: want to mention that her late husband's name is Henry, and we know this because the card that she plays to win, she holds it up and she says, Henry's favorite card!
0: And then when she dies, it's a different card.
1: Yeah, but it's like an ace of clubs, and then when she dies, she like flings the card out of her hand. That's an ace of spades. And it's an ace of spades. So is the is the ace of clubs your favorite card?
0: Nice. ace of
1: Is it? Yeah.
0: Sure. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Cuz
0: the uh <laughs> the song. That's a good song in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I'm Tony Hawk 3.
1: Yeah, dude. <laughs> um so then they have the
0: funeral and, and she's still just like like she was so happy when she died and he's like I- dude that was my fucking mom.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm convinced at this point in the movie when I'm watching it,
0: I'm like, this bitch is a sociopath. Yeah, exactly. About yeah, She is coming off like a sociopath. Yeah. And uh,
1: Charles is fed up.
0: He's not having it anymore. So he goes and sees the same therapist for some reason. Oh, George Stamos uh, Uh, ranges to meet with her again.
1: He sends her flowers. He sends her flowers. And then Charles sees it. And 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 he calls her, too. He's like, are you cheating on me? What is this? And she's like, oh, I'm just seeing some other guy. (laughs) And he's like, excuse me, what?
0: Yeah. Like I said, it's not an age thing. She has just no concept of morals or no concept of consequences because there's one point she's swinging around a fly swatter and trying to kill this fly, and she swings and breaks this vase that was her husband's mom's. Yeah, and so and she decides I'm gonna blame it on my son. No, she she was like she like she swings like oh, junior. He needs to get better at baseball. That's when they go out and play baseball with Consuela, and they teach him how to swing a bat because the husband's not going to teach her how to swing a bat properly, so she's going to do it. So then the next day they go to the baseball game. She convinced the coach to put Junior in. Swings has a home run, and this is after... Uh, Charles is having a mental breakdown himself and he goes to sleazy Jake's house and sleazy Jake is now sleeping with Candace. who was the girl he was having a fight with at the party uh, because the teenager he was dating went to uh, another dinner party with all of them and her dance instructor wanted to go hang out for private lessons or something like that. And so she was going to go and she asked him to go drop her off to go be with this other guy. And he was like, dude, what the fuck? And so all these yuppies tell her to fuck off and go order a taxi. There's
1: so much happens. So... A lot happens in this movie. A lot
0: happens, but nothing happens at the same time. I feel like it's probably hard to follow. I apologize that this is hard to follow. We're we're going over the main points. Yeah. All the main plot points, or everything else is inconsequential.
1: Yeah. So, So, like, Julia is, like... Her husband is fed up, and so she decides that she's like, well, fine. If he wants me to stop being fun, then I'm going to stop being fun. And so she, like, gaslights the shit out of her entire family when, like, she stops calling Junior Willie. She says to her daughter, we can't play the rabbit game anymore. And they're like, why? And she's like, well, your father, your
0: father... And then we see that uh, the dad starts seeing the same therapist, and he's like, starts praising her, like, she was so fun and carefree. He's like, then what's the problem? And then the therapist said something about him being young and carefree, and she, he was like... They got you, too? Oh, oh! they didn't mention uh, earlier that um, Consuela, they just throw it out there as a one-liner. Consuela mentions her mom was a witch doctor because Willie got a black eye. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you have anything to fix a black eye? Because she had a face mask on. She's like, oh, yeah, I have a fix for everything my mom was a witch doctor.
1: Yeah. So then the scene where they're playing baseball in the backyard, they're like all wearing face masks.
0: They're all wearing face masks in the middle of the day. Yeah. Uh, Willie's got something on his eye and uh, they got these fucking Mrs. Doubtfire fire cake looking <laughs> face masks. Yeah. Hey, Lou! <laughs>
1: So then this... Uh, gaslighting comes to a head when Charles has a board meeting so he's an advertising executive and they're working on this ad campaign for some like face cream or something and the tagline they're going with is the perfect cream for the perfect woman.
0: Yeah that's what the, that's so weird because they're saying like the client wants this tagline but like he's trying to come up with a new tagline but the client already has this
1: yeah because julia in her infinite wisdom says something along the lines of well no woman is perfect and so he kind of like charles hears that and like brings it up at the board meeting
0: after like well at first like when she says that he still fights with her he's like the client wants perfect the client has to get perfect god you don't understand advertising and like he basically like you know talks her down and throws away her entire opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, then at the meeting, we have two men trying to talk to uh, the woman about how to advertise makeup. <laughs> and everything is falling flat and basically he just regurgitates what Julia was saying about nobody's perfect. And, yeah. and that means that women would feel like they're not perfect. And the woman who is the client was like of course that's what we want we want them to feel uh flawed and we want them to feel imperfect so that way they buy our fucking product he continues like spin it with just more regurgitating what julia had said and she's like i love it i love it you're a genius you had me going there in the first half
1: (laughs) not gonna lie (laughs) yeah like throughout the movie you kind of see charles change where he starts out being really upset with her behavior and the things she's saying but then over time he starts like saying the things that she's been saying and it's working out for him and the movie is just trying to get you to relate to julia and her new like enlightened bubble perspective but it's
0: like i don't know so he gets (laughs) he gets Uh, flowers and champagne.
1: Yeah, he wants to come home and celebrate the fact that, like, he got the advertiser, the company, to change their um, pitch.
0: Yeah, based off of what she said. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to, like, celebrate that with her, and... She was like, man, I don't care, and, like, just slouched up the stairs. She's like, I'm tired. I'm going to go upstairs. Like, this is really, like, manic depressive personality disorder. She's
1: being a passive-aggressive bitch because, like, anytime she was excited about anything, he would make her feel like crap about it. So now that he's excited about something...
0: She's, like, literally throwing a tantrum. Yeah. And, like, I really just was not enjoying her as a character. No, not at all. Like, not one scene I'm not feeling like I identify with this woman at all, um, and I'm a very young at heart person. That's not how she's acting, though. That's exactly the that's the problem. Like that's what they're trying to say, but the fact is that age exists. Yeah, age exists, and people act different ways at different ages. You can't not have an age. Time exists. Time is a social construct, but it still exists. Her body is aging and decaying. <laughs> I mean, to put it lightly, like I, yeah. everybody's is literally we're all dying literally after the age of 25, your cells are not reproducing at a faster rate than they are decaying. So after 25, that's why everything starts to suck. Like, it's all downhill from here, folks. That, that's as biology. And I'm saying this as someone in my mid-30s. So literally
1: my birthday is in like two days.
0: <laughs> so, you know, it's. You you can't ignore it. No. And it'd be one thing if like she acted like a teenager. Like this is Think
1: about like um like 13 going on 30. Mm -hmm. How that movie is like she's a teenager who wants to be more grown up. And so she like becomes a grown-up overnight and you see that dichotomy and that difference, like Freaky Friday. It's the same concept. There's this has been done before. Freaky
0: Friday, big. Um it's always a finite age, a definite age yeah. that someone has to
1: reach. And so it's easy to define, but when you're not defining it, it's just like, oh, you are ageless.
0: It's like you're not ageless just because in one scene you're acting like a fucking toddler and the next scene you're acting like a teenager that doesn't mean you're ageless, it means you have something fucking wrong with you. <laughs> you have a mental illness. Like, Dude. That's all it means. Yeah. Like... Like I collect action figures. I still watch cartoons. I am young at heart. I know this. I but it doesn't change. Yeah. You know? I pay my fucking bills and then I go to the skate park. It's (laughs) Yeah. I, I still love that like her skateboarding as a 40 year old supposed to be like whoa (laughs) and like I I just watched Tony Hawk is out here like 53 he just turned Tony Hawk um, Tony Tony Hawk's birthday is the day after yours no way this is May May 12th I'll have to tweet at him he he texts me happy birthday what yeah
1: <laughs> so the fucking movie we're almost done with the plot so let's fucking get through this
0: then so we can talk about tony hawk some more <laughs> tony we... hawk still skating at 53 yes baby then we can talk about tony hawk so
1: <laughs> uh what happens is their relationship problems reach ahead and basically charles realizes that he's been wrong in my opinion he hasn't been wrong but you know whatever that's how the movie wants to go. So he... um so Julia goes on her quest to get Willie to play baseball or get the coach to let him play baseball. So she uses some Dodgers tickets and her big mommy milkers to try to like get him to get Willie to play and so then he lets Willie play reluctantly and then he hits a triple home run and everyone claps and it's great and then fucking George Samos shows up and is like hey does Charles know about me and she's like no uh, but I'm married By they shake hands and then she and Charles make up and then uh, the dad is like you know, like I said, like every fucking nineties movie, dad, he realizes that he needs to let his kids have imaginations and have fun and whatever. And so he gives his daughter a carrot and the son the a shirt that says Willie. And then, you know, everything's great. And so then she tells him about the magic bubbles, and then they do the magic bubbles together as a family. Because what wait, where's Does
0: she dig more out, or does Kinsmela give her more? I don't remember. No,
1: she literally just, like, blew the bubbles that one time, and then, you know, there's still lots of bubble left in there, and I guess she just left it in, like, a cabinet in the bathroom or something, because that's where he finds it. Right. Then he's like, where'd you put it? She's like, I don't remember. And so then he just starts rummaging around in the cabinets, and he finds it, I think, in the bathroom. And then they all just do... Like, why couldn't she... Explain about the bubbles earlier.
0: Couldn't this say a whole all, lot of all the time, he's like, "What is going on with you?" And she could have been like, "Well, I made a wish, and now I, I really just don't remember my age." Instead, she has to act like an idiot. Yeah, like all, there's so many times where if she just communicated like a normal fucking human being, like the the entire time with like the beer thing, he got so mad because yeah. it sounds like she was just telling the fuck cashier i don't know my age Mm -hmm. but if she just said i didn't bring my id to the store and then you know he would be like well honey you do look really young
1: i know right
0: like (laughs) like,
1: (laughs) this whole thing was just like it all boils down to the fact that she was acting like a fucking idiot she was being obnoxious and everyone was suffering because of it yeah and like we're supposed
0: to side with her and feel all good about it. I don't know. Like, it kind of pissed me off. It, everything is just communicated like, dude, yeah, I wished on these bubbles, those bubbles that we found, and I just, I legitimately don't remember my age. Yeah. And he'd be like, really? What? Did you bonk your head? Like, because he, he honestly thought something was wrong. That's why he, he sent worried. it to the doctor. And rightfully so. Like, it's, it's like, my wife is acting like, yeah, you grand. Know, he obviously wasn't paying that much attention to her because she just was like, Depressed, but yeah. maybe she wasn't that way until like her fortieth birthday. You know, maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like the birthday hit. And she's like, "Oh my god, I'm not even. I can't even say the '30s or the, my '30s are the new '20s anymore because now mm-hmm. I'm in my fucking '40s." You know, I can understand because '40s when you really are starting to get over the hill. You know, yes. and so maybe that really just that hit her hard. I remember when I was like about to turn thirty, it really fucked with me for a bit, and so and it wasn't like. At the time, I was turning 30, like it took a big effect on my personality and how I was feeling and took me a while to to get over it. So maybe she didn't have this like super depressed, like, you know, total bump on a log personality until like 40th birthday comes and her friends aren't fucking helping at all by rubbing it in that haha, 40s old. Yeah, I mean, they're all
1: assholes she's an asshole, her friends are assholes, her husband's an asshole. Like, the baseball coach is an asshole. George Stamos is an asshole. Everyone sucks in this movie. I hate everyone. There's not anyone I like. Like, the kids are okay.
0: But they don't know really the, do No, Willie's a fucking dick, too. Well, yeah. Willie, okay, the daughter's fine. The, the five-year-old is... daughter's fine because she's so innocent still. But, yeah. like, like you have that many entitled adults and the kid acts entitled as fuck, too. Yeah. Like, that's why I was saying, like, I was like, yeah, he fucking deserves it. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, that's
0: true. <laughs> and, like, um, we're not all done with the movie yet. We're almost done because the, he starts blowing the bubbles, too. He's They're all making wishes, right? Yeah. And he says... I wish I could see my mom again.
1: Oh my god. And, um... This is, like, the last... Like, the yeah, last this thing this is this is see. the last thing. And,
0: like, uh, I wish I could see my mom again. And I was like, are we gonna see a Jedi ghost of fucking Charles' mom? And then, like, a bubble flo- floats by, and we see the mom superposing the bubble waving to him. Oh my god. And the fucking uh, Consuela comes in and she's like dancing around. They all do the cha-cha and then and she's, she's like doing these like bubble tricks and there's obviously just a lot of like uh, reverse shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like Jesus Christ. Like like I said, this is shot like a children's film. Yes.
1: I never made the connection that the bubbles were from Consuela. Because she says that her mom was a witch doctor or whatever. Yeah, and that's a one-liner. That's, yeah. it's, 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 and it's early in the movie before they even find the bubbles too, right? Oh, no, it's it's when... Um, oh,
0: before it, the baseball scene. Yeah, it's right before the baseball scene because when she knocks over the vase... Mm-hmm she says Willie and Willie's wearing a bag over his head and she's like what the fuck is this and she pulls the bag off his head and he's got a black eye yeah Uh, did he get beat up I don't remember what fucking happened yeah yeah he got beat up and um she goes to get like a bag of ice or something she's being a mom right mm-hmm. and she sees consuela who has like i said the mask over her face and she's like what you got on your mask on your face and she names like banana and blah. it's all this organic shit and that's like gonna be said it reminds me of um the scene of mrs doubtfire when his mask falls out the window and the social workers in there he slams his face down into the cake as mrs doubtfire explains like Oh, it's got some egg white and some (laughs) sugar. He says, name the ingredients, to frosting. That's what it sounded like, which this is before Mrs. Doubtfire. But still, like, that's exactly what reminded me of that. She was like, do you have anything for black eye? Oh, yeah, I have have something for everything. My mom was a witch doctor.
1: Dude. Oh, my God. Just the other day, me and you were talking about movies that you watch as a kid. Yeah. That, like. Don't hold up. That don't hold up. Um. And Mrs. Doubtfire, I we rewatched that recently, and I hadn't watched it since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those movies that, when I watched it as a kid, I was just like, "Oh, Robin Williams dressed as a woman, haha," and that was about it. But as an adult, I really like noticed the divorce subplot and the child custody bullshit, and I was like,
0: "Whoa!" <laughs> the movie still holds up, except for the scene when the kids find. Robin Williams urinating as Mrs. Doubtfire, and they want to go attack him because they thought he was a trans woman. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that doesn't hold up. That's bad.
0: That's pretty bad. But everything else. Everything else is funny. Like, the movie was still fairly progressive for this time. They have the gay brothers, mm-hmm. which is like, it's not even played for a joke. It's yeah. just like, well, are in San Francisco. Yeah, Uncle Robbie and Uncle Jay. And no one bats and I. like, the kids are su- super accepting of it. So it's just, like, that's still where we were within queer culture. That, like, trans people were, like, still...
1: We're still trying to accept that, you yeah. know? Which is sad. Me,
0: but... we, me and you are not trying to be right. very I much Right, I
1: guess do. I just mean, like, society as yes,
0: unfortunately. I want to make that very clear.
1: Unfortunately, we're still debating these things in the public lexicon. Yeah.
0: So... Yeah, but yeah, but everything else like fairly well held up with that. Uh, much more than this. By the way, I found her skateboard on eBay. Did you really? It's by Nash. I mean, like, uh, forty five. Holy bucks. shit!
1: Really? It's only forty five dollars.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nash was a, a cheap brand. My first skateboard was a Nash skateboard. Really? Yeah, back in nineteen ninety nine. They were okay brand. They were an okay kind of brand. They weren't like a great professional brand, but they uh, when it came to like. Department store skateboards, they were better than hmm. most. Um, so, but still, um, yeah. Uh, That's hilarious. 1980s skateboard. Yeah, like I said, like either that skateboard was old stock somehow or uh, this movie was filmed in the fucking 19, 1987. Wow. Yeah. So. Either that skateboard they got and they just kind of like, they, it was bouncing around in like the prop department of something or other, or this movie was filmed in the late 80s. hmm I have a good feeling it was filmed in the late 80s. Yeah. And it was just like shelves because who
1: All right. So, Henry. Yeah, what's up? Overall thoughts, reflections, how do you feel about the
0: magic bubble? I don't think I want to watch it again. No. It's it's Is it so bad it's good? No. Is it so bad like we could make fun of this and riff on it? Um
1: I okay, the when they showed the stuff in the refrigerator.
0: Yeah, that shit was like to me made it all worth it it might be kind of worth it to show people as like uh, George Clooney doing a John Stamos impression yes people
1: need to see that because that's fucking crazy yeah there's a like I find everything about the movie like more interesting than the story itself
0: right the movie to me is very strange because it's shot like a children's film the soundtrack sounds like a children's film but it's very much not a children's film Um, and we see George Clooney being Uncle Jesse. And I just wish I could find more information
1: on this. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think this movie is really weird. That's probably the one word I would use to describe it overall. It's weird. There's a lot of stuff about it that's weird. The characters, I don't like. I don't like the arc. It reminds me of like in Greece at the very end how like Olivia Newton John changes to make Danny like her more. And you're yeah. just kind of like, Well, there was nothing wrong with, with uh Sandy. So why is she changing? Like that always bothered me. I love Greece, but like that always bothered me that it was like, maybe you guys just aren't meant for each other, you know? Like you're different people, and that's okay. That's kind of like how I feel with the magic bubble, that it's like they decide to stay together and, like, Charles has to change. It's not like Charles was a perfect person, but neither was Julia. Like, neither of them seemed happy. It's like maybe they just shouldn't be together. I don't know. Who am I to judge their fucking fictional marriage? But it's just a Daniel Steele movie that's shot like a children's movie with magic
0: in it. I love that when you Google it. It says that she acts like an eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. because yes. Because it's true. Like, she kind of does, and she kind of doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, someone felt that, you know, we need to put a fucking age on how she's fucking acting. And I think generally it is, like, like a child. Like, below ten. Single-digit ages for the most part. Yeah. Which is, but she still has her mom instincts to help fucking willy and
1: she's also very horny which is just kind of like uncomfortable it's like I don't know man this uh, a point that I made was how like people who say I don't see color that kind of thing Uh it's like you have good intentions when you're saying that like I know what you're trying to say but like color is real and it matters and it's like the same thing with age you can't just say like oh I don't have an age so guess you do like we were talking about how dancing grannies is like the the whole like philosophy behind dancing grannies is like look we're older women and we have and we have our own needs and that's okay let's play to our strengths let's do what we can to stay feeling young and healthy and vibrant and it was like I really liked that and I really respected that and I walked away from
0: Dancing Grannies feeling like feeling really positive about yeah, it, it. It's, it's a positive thing like you, you can't you cannot escape time you cannot escape age Exactly. and um you might as well just embrace it. And that's, you know, that's what uh, what I had to come to my own conclusion when I was entering my 30s. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I don't look like it in my 30s. I don't... <laughs>
1: <laughs> look, like, existential crisis, it's part of being human. Yeah. Except, like, this is deep. But, like, accepting the fact that one day we will all die and all that. Look, it's hard. I get it. But you can't live your life. The moral of this story is, oh magic will help you forget. It's almost like an allegory for, like, drugs and alcohol. Like, just use the magic substance to make your fears go away. Just,
0: just drink more wine, <laughs> yeah. Julia, and, uh...
1: You'll forget how old you are. I forget how old I am when I drink, like, <laughs> It's like, it's stupid. That's such a...
0: double-fisted again. That's
1: like, such a bad yeah, lesson. She's supposed to
0: be, like, acting like she's eight, but she's double-fisting fucking alcohol.
1: Like, <laughs> cool. And fucking going out with George Stamos till 2 in the morning. It's bad. I, I I hate this movie. I don't want to watch it again. It is interesting to talk about, though. We will definitely put some stuff on YouTube for you guys to see because there are some things that I think are worth seeing. But overall, I would not recommend watching the whole thing.
0: I would say watch it once because it's such a strange anomaly of a film. Like, of... How did this get made?
1: Like, yeah, it's it, kind of like a, it's got it's got all of the elements of like a typical early '90s family comedy, but it puts them together really weird. Yeah, that like if you gave this to a major studio, they would probably know what changes to make to it to <laughs> make it feel more like what
0: it's trying to be. I love that this is the second script that the writer came up with, and like. Something happened. She's like, Well, that's not my calling, apparently. The first one worked out. This one, woo-wee. yeah, this did not work out. I'm happy that she stopped. She, she found work somewhere else. She does still works in TV. It's just, you know, she makes house flipping shows now. Yeah. So that's yeah. fine, you know. But uh, wow, you're telling me that the woman who wrote this
1: movie participates in modern day gentrification? Why does that not surprise me? Let's
0: just write this fantastic story about a bunch of yuppies.
1: Dude, it's got like, (laughs) it's got like, well-meaning, ignorant white lady written all over it.
0: I still can't get over the bathroom.
1: Right? What the fuck? There's so many things in this movie that you're just like, what is up with that?
0: Why is it like that? I have some friends that are very well off, and I've been to their houses. I have yet to see a toilet curtain. <laughs> yeah. Like, great elaborate bathroom and no, i there was no, uh, toilet curtain because who fucking needs lock, you already have the door. Yeah. You, you lock the door. It does
1: not make sense unless they personally put that in. It's, it's bad. I don't, I don't recommend it. Um, yeah. It's
0: interesting if you find it, Yeah. Sift through to see, you know, John Stamos, George Clooney. Yeah, that's Um, like the best part, just because it's so bizarre. And I do say, if you find it, because it's not on streaming anywhere, it's not even on YouTube, no one else has reviewed this. Yeah, this movie
1: is obscure, but like Zone Troopers, for a reason.
0: Yeah, it's, there's, I'm I'm sure George Clooney would like to keep this completely under wraps. Yeah, 100%. If George Clooney is even aware it, it did come out, he's like, <laughs> I thought that got canceled like, <laughs> the first time around.
1: So again, happy Mother's Day to all of you moms and mom lovers alike.
0: We do have more merch in the shop again. We have another run of stickers available. They are $5 each. Go ahead and DM us if you would like one.
1: Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. But until then, remember...
0: Be be kind. rewind. Rewind.